welcome to another exciting podcast from Living Faith Church. It's our hope and prayer that today's message will bring you closer and deeper to the heart of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now here is our lead pastor, Pastor Dean Hackett. Authentic discipleship is living our life after the pattern of our Lord Jesus Christ. That is our attitude, our behavior, our conduct, our worldview is after his pattern. Our worldview is based upon the principles and precepts of his teaching the Word of God. And we are seeking to be just like Him. Now, we also realize that that level of excellence is not going to be reached till we finally are with Him in His kingdom. But here on earth in His spiritual kingdom... It is and should be the objective and the life goal in each one of us to be as much like him as we possibly can so that every year, hopefully, we are growing and becoming more like him. Amen? Amen. Spiritual growth. That's authentic discipleship. Is that our life is becoming more and more like him. Now the curious thing about that is it's not going to happen successfully in our own strength and by our own effort. You you cannot well, Good morning Living Faith family. It is so good to see you. Thank you so much for being make enough New Year's resolutions and enough I'm going to you know and get there. Okay, how many have discovered there are things in your life, if you could have, you would have changed that by now, but it's still there, and you're trying to conquer it, right? Come on, amen? Amen. But even though we can't do it in our own strength, God in his word has said to us, there is a way we can do that. I, I have talked with folks about receiving Jesus in their heart, and, they, and this is what they've said to me. Well, I would do that, but I just could never live the life. My standard answer to them is, you're exactly right. You can't live the life. But here's the great news. Holy Spirit in you will empower you and enable you to live the life. And that which you cannot do in your own strength and in your own ability, Holy Spirit will make it possible for you to do. Amen? Amen. We can't do it in our own strength. We have to have Holy Spirit. But there's also a very interesting Thing. 
If we're going to walk in the Holy Spirit the way God wants us to, and see, this is our objective. Our entire theme for the year at Living Faith Church is personal growth, right? Personal growth. We want to, we want to become more like Jesus. So when we get to December 31, and we're celebrating the new year coming in, we can look back and go, wow, wow, did my life grow this year. That is so awesome. Now, Jesus, can I, can I grow even more the next year? Amen? Amen. That's, our, that's our goal. And so in our morning messages, in our Wednesday night Bible studies, in the all-in journey, we are wanting to make available to you those tools in your spiritual tool belt that will help you grow and become an authentic disciple of Jesus Christ. Because it's more than just going to church. It's more than just being religious. It's becoming an authentic disciple of Jesus Christ. And understanding that that can only happen through the power and dynamic of the Holy Spirit. We have to learn to live by the dynamic of the Holy Spirit. But as we do, we find there's this interesting dichotomy that's talked about in the book of Galatians chapter 5, and it's verses 16 to 18. It says, I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the spirit against the flesh, for these are contrary one to another. And anybody that has walked with Jesus for any length of time, you've discovered that. Kind of like what the Apostle Paul wrote about in Romans chapter 7 when he said, you know, we've got this wonderful new life in Jesus but I have this crazy dilemma. That which I know I should do, I don't. And that which I know I shouldn't do, five of you got it right. Everyone say it together. I do. Anybody been there? And he goes, who is going to save me from this? And then he said this, thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. For there is therefore now, now we're in chapter 8, for there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. Hallelujah. Amen. The law of the spirit of life works inside of us. But we've got this crazy dilemma. You've got the flesh warring against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. You've got this battle going on. How do we win? Well, one of the things you got to understand is really a little bit more about who you are and the natural man. Because 
this generation doesn't really understand a lot about the natural man because our entire education system has taught us lies. And the only way you get free is by learning truth. Yeah? So we're going to look at that. First thing you got to understand is we are a trinity, just as Heavenly Father is a trinity. We're made in God's image, right? But look here. Would you read this with me? I think this is large enough that maybe you'll be able to read it with me. Holy Spirit is ruled by the holiness of God and obedience to the will of the Father. Holy Spirit's moral standards are based upon the desires of His nature. Now say me. The natural man is ruled by a sin nature and self-will. His moral standards are based upon the desires of the five senses and the passions of the flesh. All I have to do to prove the truth of that is to walk you by a bakery that just pulled out some fresh maple bars and donuts. Why are you laughing? <laughs> we know the truth, don't we? We know the truth. <laughs> okay? Yeah. Yeah, now we get it. But see, we're a trinity. Just as Almighty God is a trinity, we are made in God's image. This next illustration is going to help you hopefully see that. If we can, can we bring it up? There we go. Now, we have the body. Sight, smell, taste, touch, and hearing. God gave us the human body with the five senses so we could live in relationship with his creation. We can look at the amazing, magnificent night sky on a beautiful, clear night. And just marvel at God's amazing creation. But we can also enjoy the incredible fragrance of an Abraham Lincoln or an Imperial Royal rose and just enjoy the fragrance and the beauty of that. We can live in relationship with God's creation. But He gave us a soul. The mind, will, and emotions. This gives us personality and enables us to live in relationship with other human beings. We have a soul. But then we also have a spirit, our conscience, our intuition, communion. We have the same senses in the spirit that we have in the body. We have sight, smell, taste, touch, and hearing in our spirit. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. He that hath ears, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. And there are times when you will enjoy an amazing fragrance. I remember being in a meeting one time in Issaquah, Washington, and as we were in this meeting, and we were worshiping, 
I began to smell the fragrance of this amazing rose. And I thought, somebody just brought in some bouquets of roses. I looked around the room. There wasn't a flower in the room. And yet there was this powerful, and several others mentioned they smelled it as well. Why? Because the rose of Sharon had just stepped into the room. We have a spirit so we can be in relationship with Almighty God. We're a trinity. But here's the problem that we face. Although we're a trinity made in the image of Almighty God, the sin nature has broken that relationship. That's why it says in Isaiah chapter 59, verse 1, your sin has separated you from me. The sin nature damages this because with the sin nature, our spirit is dead. We're not in relationship with Almighty God. And our soul, we are self-willed. And we want to live by our own desires and our own ambitions. And we are out for ourselves. That's called iniquity. Your sin and iniquity separates you from Almighty God. Because by nature, we have a sin nature. We come out of the womb that way. Well, how do we know that? Psalm 51, verses 5 and 6. Behold, I was formed in iniquity. In sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, you desire truth in the inward parts. And in the hidden parts, you will make me to know wisdom. Psalm 58 says it even more clearly. If you go down to Psalm 58, verse 3, it says, The wicked are estranged from the womb. From the womb. Isaiah, writing the words of God, God said that they are transgressors from the womb. We do not come out of the womb a blank slate and then culture writes on us and culture damages us. Mankind is not basically good. If you dig deep enough, you'll find the basic good and help them find the basic good, then they will, they will know. Folks, all we have to do is look at our inner city and realize that basic fundamental belief of the social engineering that President Lyndon Johnson foisted upon us in the 1960s has not worked over the last 60 years. It's not worked because it's not based on truth. The truth is we come out of the womb basically a sinner, and we want our own way. We want to do our own thing. We want to live by our own desires. We come out of the womb having, that's why he said that they are transgressors and they from the womb and liars. They are transgressors from the womb and liars. You have to teach your children to tell the truth. You don't have to teach them how to lie. They got it. <laughs> I think we have 
Two rooms full of people in Washington, D.C. that never got that basic training in their life. But then our whole culture is based on lies. See, that was the danger that the Apostle Paul wrote about in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 in verses 10, 11, and 12 when he said there's going to come a day when they will not love the truth and they will be given over to delusion. And what we have done is we have moved from deception to distortion and now we are in the middle of delusion. Because we've been given over to a reprobate mind. And every thought of our imagination is only evil continually. And in that condition, we must come back to the basic truth about the basic heart of man. The basic heart of man is sinful. And it separates us from God. And what's going to change that? Not social engineering, not more psychology, not psychiatry, not more magic pills advertised on television. That is not going to change it. What's going to change it is the power and the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what changes it. What he said in Titus chapter 3, verses 6, 7, and 8, when he said, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy he has saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit. Amen. That's what changes us. Jesus called it being born again. That was the confusing conversation that he had with the Pharisee Nicodemus, who came to him by secret one night and said to him, Jesus, we know you're a man sent from God because no one can do the things you do except God be with him. Amen. Jesus looked at Nick and he said, Nick, you must be born again because no one can enter the kingdom of God unless he is born again. And that Pharisee's eyes crossed and he shook his head and he said, what are you saying? This is my paraphrase. Okay, this is Dean's paraphrase of, if you're wondering where I'm talking from, it's John chapter 3, okay? And Nicodemus looked at him and he said, do I have to go back into my mother's womb again? That's not even possible. Jesus said, no, 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 don't you, listen. Don't you understand? That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said to you, you must be born again. See, that which changes and transforms our life is we must be born again. Could you please go back to that diagram for me? Be born again. The Holy Spirit comes into your spirit. 
and the Holy Spirit in your spirit does a regenerating work. And the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses your heart. If we confess our sin, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The blood of Jesus washes your heart and cleanses it. And the Holy Spirit does a work of regeneration so that it says in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 9, whereby are given to us exceeding great and precious promises that by these ye might become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And literally what God does is God deposits divine life right inside of you and makes you a whole new creation. And old things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. And that new life in you, that divine germination, that new life in you makes it possible for you to begin living a whole new life. Romans chapter 8 says it this way. But if that same spirit which raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Therefore, brethren, we are no longer debtors to the flesh to live after the flesh. For if we live after the flesh, we shall die. But if we mortify the deeds of the flesh by the spirit, we shall live. Holy Spirit in you brings the same resurrection life of Jesus Christ into you that makes it possible then for you to begin living as an authentic disciple of Jesus Christ. The power, the resurrection power of the Holy Spirit in you. But see, here's something we got to grasp. If we're going to daily grow in our walk with Jesus, and if we're going to become more and more like Jesus in our attitude, in our behavior, in our worldview, in the way we live life, if we're going to become more and more like Jesus, that can only happen by Holy Spirit. That means we must have a relationship with Holy Spirit. Now, we talked about mankind, but we also got to understand who Holy Spirit is. Holy Spirit is not a force. Yes, he gives us power. You receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You'll be clothed with power when you're baptized in the Holy Spirit. But he's not a force. Holy Spirit is a person. He has a name, Holy Spirit. He has personality. He can be grieved. You can quench him. You ever had anybody just kind of quench your spirit one day? When you arrived at work and you were just having a really, really good morning, the coffee worked well that morning and breakfast for well that worked well that morning and, and uh, your, your favorite worship song was playing on the way to work. You got to work and you were just all excited and everything and you got to work and 
your worker got up on the wrong side of the bed, kissed the cat and put out the wife. (laughs) And he just quenched your spirit. Well, Scripture says we can quench Holy Spirit. It says we can grieve Holy Spirit because he has personality. He has character, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, meekness, temperance. Those are all the fruit of the Spirit. That's the character of Holy Spirit. He's a person. He has a will. Jesus said, now I want you to understand something. Holy Spirit's not going to live by his own will. He's going to teach you the things I've spoken to you. He's not going to speak his own words. But he has a will. Scripture says he knows the mind and the will of the Father. Holy Spirit has surrendered his will to the will of the Father. Holy Spirit is a person. He's not a force. He's not a thing. He's the third person of the Trinity. And he wants a relationship with you. When it says, Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19, he said, Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, which you have from the Father, and you are not your own? You're bought with a price? Holy Spirit lives in your body. He dwells inside of you. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And in the Old Testament, the presence of the Holy Spirit was there represented as a pillar of fire by night and a cloud by day. And the scripture says that Moses would go in and speak to God face to face as a friend speaks to a friend. Moses had that unique relationship with Almighty God. Friend to friend, but I want you to understand, Jesus said to you, and I, I no longer call you servants, I call you friend. And that is right in the middle of the conversation he had when he said, I'm going away, but I'm going to send Holy Spirit to you. And Holy Spirit is going to bring you into that same relationship that Moses had, and you can speak friend to friend, face to face, because God wants you in relationship with Holy Spirit. And that's why it talks about walking with him. Galatians chapter 5, verse 25. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Literally, if Holy Spirit has made us alive, then let's live by his dynamic. And when that happens, dear ones, watch this. When When you begin to live in that dynamic, Holy Spirit will begin renewing your mind, being renewed in the spirit of your mind so that your old stinking thinking and your old fouled up reasoning and your old opinions and your old ideology that's messed you up, he begins transforming those things for you so you think right. You reason right. That's what Proverbs calls Going from knowledge to understanding to wisdom. Knowledge is knowing the principles and the precepts. Understanding 
is knowing how to apply those principles and precepts in situations and circumstances. Wisdom is being able to view a situation, being able to view a circumstance from God's perspective and then knowing how to handle it God's way. So we're living in the ways of God. Holy Spirit will do that for you. Holy Spirit will help you begin bringing your five senses under discipline. Holy Spirit will help you begin bending your will to God. See, because here's what happens. Our, our will is like an iron bar. And you can push on that all you want to. You're not going to bend it. But put a little bit of heat on that and you can start bending it. And Holy Spirit will take the adversities of life and begin bending your will to God so that you're no longer living out of the old man. You're living out of the new creature in Jesus Christ. Does that make sense? Authentic disciples live by the dynamic of Holy Spirit. We are so blessed that you join us online today. For more resources on how you can grow your relationship with Jesus Christ, visit us online at www.winacity.com. If you would like to speak with someone about your relationship with Jesus Christ or would like prayer, you can contact us at 541-567-4486 or email us at info at winacity.com.